Welcome to the Bruins Benders Podcast, episode 48, the Matt Grizzlick episode with Maddie and Smitty, brought to you on the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL and PHF news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink and download the new Inside the Rink app to get everything on the website right on your phone. And now Smitty has a quick word from show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines. The new NFL season just kicked off up for their 28th year of live betting. Sign up at BetUS.com with the promo code RINK for 125% sign-up bonus. Again, that is BETUS.com and use the promo code RINK for your sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet. You win. You get paid. BetUS.com. You know, I couldn't find... I couldn't find the over-under point totals in the Atlantic Division on BetUS as as much as I searched and searched and searched. But uh, Evan Marinowski had the bet online underscore AG. He had that. Uh, he had those from from that website and Maple Leafs, 107 and a half points, the over-under for them as the top team in the Atlantic Division. The Bruins at 95 and a half. Yeah, I mean, is it dropping 12 points from last year? Wow. Well, the rest of the division's kind of gotten a little bit better. I mean, the bottom teams have improved significantly. You know, Ottawa's significantly better. Detroit's Uh better. Um, You know, some of the some of the top teams, Toronto and and Florida, you know, before big trade with Florida, um, you know, Tampa's still going to be right there. So, uh, yeah, the division as a whole, I think, has gotten tougher. I can see how they would have the decrease in points, especially with, you know, probably arguably your two best players out for a significant portion of the beginning of the season. So, you know, I could see that, but I, I think they're going to do a little bit better than that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to remain optimistic. How's that? <laughs> That's typically how you are. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I see it was a uh, Mr. Positivity. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you, and I think that you're right. Uh, losing those two guys early, um, of course, Riley's out too. Grizzlick seems to be coming back. He actually was skating at the uh, rookie camp. He was skating at Warrior. Okay, I with guess, the today. captain's practice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with the captain's practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Um, so I, you know, so today, so I think they they see him maybe coming back a little sooner than than they thought. But uh, I'm with you, um, and also with an older team. Yeah. You know, injuries can can kind of can kind of bite you. I mean, is that there's a risk there. With well, this guys. well, there certainly yeah. is. There certainly is yeah. a risk because it, it is an older team, and and as we have established, and this might be a good segue leading into uh, chirp number one. But there's not a lot of depth, not a lot nope. of depth in the system behind nope. <laughs> behind this veteran team. So uh, if the injuries do take a toll on them, they they really don't have anybody to replace them. No, they don't. They don't, and that's that's a that's a major problem. So a couple of forwards go down, and then and you're flipping guys around, and I'm not sure you're just not going to have a lot of punch there. Now I know I know a lot of teams probably don't, but 
you know, typically a team will have a guy or two you can just plug in for a month. Right. I'm not sure the Bruins have that. No. So that's that's a problem. There's a big gap between the quote unquote prospects in the uh, you know in the big club roster. Mm-hmm. So, um, and as you said, seven chirps sponsored by Lobs Brewing. Lobs is a brewery and tasting room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. It's open seven days a week, and you can use the coupon code Sports to get ten percent off your online order. Go to lopsbrewing.com to place that order and follow them at Lops Brewing for new beers and events. And chirp number one, the Athletic ranked the best NHL prospects under 23 years old, ranked in uh, the highest broom was Fabian Lysel. Good news. Bad news. He's 170. <laughs> He's 100, 100, 170. Yeah, not 70. No. Not seven. Nope. 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 107, not 17. 170. Yeah, not 77. No. No. There's only only 30, what, 30 teams in the league. Right. Right. He's 170. Wow. Yeah, that, I mean, that's not good at all. It's not good at all. And we, you know, look, the the athletic does like to stick it to the Bruins a little bit, I think. And I think they're down on the Bruins and prospects and have been. And, but that's, that's low. That's low to have your top prospect. Well, I mean, they, you know what? You know what? You're t- not only a top prospect, but by and large, you're, it's really not close to your top prospect. Right. Is That's that's bad. Yeah, it's very bad. I mean, and, and, and it's well documented. The Bruins have the worst uh, farm system in, in hockey, 32nd out of, out of 32 teams. Mm-hmm. So, um, they, you know, they don't have much down there, and it, and it goes back to the drafting. Of of the front office for the last, you know, what what do you want? How many years you want to call it? Seven years? I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, a, go to, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll go back to yeah, we'll go back to twenty fifteen when, when yeah. this front office and they blew the first draft badly. Right, could have had three, you know, potentially cornerstones for your franchise, and sure. instead they end up with a guy who had a trade request, another guy who is gone out of the organization, uh, and and then. You know, Zabarl, who started to come on a little bit. So maybe, you know, maybe that's a saving grace that that he, uh, you know, before the injury was playing pretty well. You know, maybe you have something there Um, and and maybe DeBrusque, you know, can can make a little leap here into a more consistent uh, everyday player. But still, there's, you know, a gap between that year and then the rest. And there really hasn't been any guys other than Swayman uh, and McAvoy who have kind of stepped in and played right away. It just it just hasn't happened. I mean, he went from Pasternak in 14 and then had three first-round picks in 15. Right. And that's like, that's setting up the next 10 years after your cup run. Like, that's it right there. And you, I mean, you have Carlo and DeBrusque, and you have Swayman a little later. But, uh, you know, other than that, it's just like, I mean, you know, obviously McAvoy in 16. Yeah. But, you know, you you just don't have anything else from it. And you had... You know, eight guys from 2015 who actually played an NHL game, and and what is there, Car- Carlo and DeBrusque left from that. <laughs> like it's just not, it just wasn't great, and um, and it's gonna hurt. And I, look, they they traded first round picks, you know, they traded other picks, uh, so they weren't picking high up the chain. And when you're good, that's what happens. But other teams, you know, are able to plug and play some 
some guys in there to, to remain relevant and remain contenders. And the Bruins are really going to have a hard time here beyond this year, unless there's a deep, they have a good year and Bergeron and Krejci, you go another year, you know, to help to bridge the gap another year. But then again, you're not getting a high pick if you're really good this year. Right. So that's, I don't know. It's really, they're in a, they're in a bind. It's almost impossible to avoid some sort of dip in the organization. It's almost impossible. Yeah, unless 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 somehow they, you know, with some of that cleared money that they'll they'll have, you know, after this year, they can they can find themselves, you know, a, a legitimate, you know, top six forward center, right? Um, to kind of fill in the gap there. Uh, yeah, it, it there's gonna be a there's gonna there's gonna have to be a down portion of the of the of the season of the of the organization for a little bit. What would help them if, is if they signed Parsonak, and we'll talk about that later. I'm not sure that's a given. But if they signed Parsonak, and then and then next year Bergeron and Krejci decide to go one more, and then the following year the cap goes up like twenty million, twenty five right. million, and then and then you might, like you said, you might be able to buy two or three players and keep the ball moving. I think that's probably the best case scenario. I can't think of another scenario where you're not going to avoid because even next year that money is going to be scooped up pretty quick when Pasternak and Swayman get picked, you know, get, yeah. get, uh, signed. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's going to be difficult. All right. Uh, chart number two is which is a better deal. Is it Nazem Kadri? I think seven for seven or was it JT Miller? What was it? Seven for eight or eight for eight or whatever it was. Seven for eight. Uh, yeah, I, I like, seven for eight. Yeah. um, I let, I, I mean, although Miller hasn't done it for as long, uh, I like the Miller deal better just because he's a younger player. Um, I I wanted the Bruins to go after him, so I'm kind of biased there, I guess. Right. Um, but I think he's a, he's a more well-rounded player, and uh, I think you know obviously the the age factor is a big deal for that. So I, I think um, Miller is the is the better signing, better contract. You know, I've never claimed to watch a ton of JT Miller, but it just seems to me that he's a perfect type of Bruin forward. Mm. You know, just a you know a center, you know, two ways, you know, fairly physical, can score goals and and put up points. And he would have been a nice guy, like you said, to put in there for the next seven eight years mm-hmm. for sure, and bridge the gap. But uh, and I like Kadri, especially if he stays out of you know doing boneheaded things. Um, but he is thirty two. Yeah. I think it is. So that's that's the danger in that. And again, he only had the one year over sixty points, and that was last year. And he capitalized playing with some really good players on a cup winning team. So uh but I do like the Miller deal better. Uh all right. Trip number three is Stanley Cup finals are on TNT. That's terrific. It's great news for you and your household. It is great news for me and my household because I have uh, my streaming service is Fubo and TNT is not offered and they do not have any plans to offer it. Yeah, so, so that's fantastic news. So I will be illegally watching the Stanley Cup finals if I watch them at all. The Bruins are out. Right, like, right, I mean. Right. I'm not going to go through all the trouble of legally streaming the NBA, the, the, not the NBA, the NHL finals, uh, to watch, you know, Vancouver and fucking, uh, you know, Edmonton, (laughs) Edmonton and Carolina. Like, right. No, no, I'm with you. So, um, I don't think it's a great move. You got to put it, (laughs) you got to put it on, you know, your basic cable stations. Like, Or like ESPN, ESPN has like, yeah, it should be on ESPN. 
or ABC. Put it on ABC. That's the parent right. family of, of yeah. ESPN. Put it on right. ABC. Put it in fucking prime yeah. time on ABC. Yeah. Go ESPN. Go ESPN ABC. Yeah. You know, go ESPN. For you can you can use ABC the TNT. F- use the TNT fucking color guys if that's what it, if yeah, that's what it boils what, yeah, down to. Boils down to. Put the ESPN. Right. Put the TNT color guys on ABC and fucking do it that way. Yeah. But I'm not sure how the schedule goes because you have NBA playoffs at the same time, don't you? Do you have? Well, they go they go to prime. They go to. They go to ESPN at that. What, what the hell was the NBA on? The NBA Finals on was it on ESPN. It's on ESPN and TNT. Oh, same thing. Yeah, and ABC. Yeah. Same thing. It's yeah. all owned by. Same they're thing. all owned by the same fucking. Yeah. It's all the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but I that's just, probably why they probably have the NBA. Probably have the yeah, NBA yeah, on why, ABC. Why would you have games on on stations where that's not available on certain streaming and network? You know what the hell are we doing? Like seriously, this is another NHL. You know, just not, I, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't get it. What, what are we doing? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, it, I mean, I think it's going that way across all the sports like the NFL. Now Thursday night football, you have to have Amazon prime. You see this, right? Yeah. You have to have Amazon prime Thursday night football. So every Thursday night game, you yeah. have to have Amazon prime. Yeah. Yeah. So the very right. first one they put on regular TV and now from now on Amazon prime, you have to have Amazon prime. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, it's just just fantastic. It's yeah. just it's the new wave wave of the future. Can we just go a la carte? Can we just go a la carte cable and just pick us pick the stations you want? That's really what they should do. That's what they should do. You know, put the games on the NHL network, like like all the games, and I'll get the NHL network. Put the Stanley Cup Finals on the NHL network, and I'll just get NHL network. Right. You know, just, just I mean, they have they they do time. the ESPN Plus or whatever, like. Put everything on that. Like, if that's how yeah. you're going to do it and, and right. have that, like, they got rid of NHL or whatever it was, NHL Direct Ice or whatever the fuck it was called. Yes, yeah. So they got rid of that, and it's ESPN Plus has all the games now. Like, I have that. Yeah. So, like, have, put yeah. it on there, and I'll watch yeah. all the fucking games. Like, yeah. I've, I signed up for it. I want the yeah. hockey. Give me the hockey. No, yeah. sorry. No, it's on sorry. fucking TNT. Can't can't watch can't watch the games. <laughs> oh, it's just a big conspiracy. Uh, all right, uh, chirp number four. Jersey ads are here. How do you feel about these? I'm fine with it. I really am. Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah. really matter all that much. The only thing that bugs me, and and I don't know, maybe, I, I'm not sure why it bugs me, but like make it fucking match. Like right. make it match. Why do you have yeah. a TD Garden or TD Bank? fucking thing on your helmet with green on there right do not yeah. do that yeah. just make the make, whole thing in black, black or make it black and gold yeah. like what right. i know green is one of your fucking colors but just make right. it black nobody right. wants to see the green on a fucking gold yeah. and black jersey so if you're gonna have a jersey ad it better not be fucking green on it you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. Yeah, like yeah. the Celtics figured it out with Vistaprint or whoever the fuck the thing is. It's just white. Mm. It's white on the green jersey and green on the yeah. white jersey. Fucking yeah. figure it out. It's not that hard. <laughs> I know. You I have green on your fucking helmet. Like, I just... <laughs> I saw someone, was it Canadians or someone, someone who's red, had like a DoorDash thing and it was red. Like, I know DoorDash is red. Right. It was like, it, it all blended in nicely. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all nice. I'm saying. Fucking... Don't make it so that it looks ridiculous. Yeah. See, I'll tell you this. I'm 100% behind any advertisements that don't involve commercials. So if you can cut down on commercials by putting DoorDash across your ass, 
thing, go ahead and do it. Sure. Just go ahead and do it. I'm with you. Put it on your skates, put yeah. it on your teeth, whatever. But I, I don't want to listen. I don't want to watch the commercials. Like remember when they did the soccer, that one experiment years ago and they had the ads like just up in the corner of the screen. Yeah. And they never went to commercial. They do that in like, soccer. They don't go to commercial. They right, still do that. That's like terrific. That's yeah. like wonderful. Soccer, they, they don't, don't have any stoppages, but no, it's, it's yeah. wonderful. They'll they'll just you put know. a they'll just flip a little banner in the top corner, like sponsored by so and so. And like right. no ads during the thing, and then they do all the commercials with fucking halftime. Right. Boom. And it done. used to be years ago when you watched the Bruins, they only had thirty second like one commercial would come on because they right. literally stopped for thirty seconds. Yeah. It was just real quick. Now they take these T V timeouts and Jesus Christ, like with that with that I'm 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 on for it. Yeah, with the MLB, they have the little superimposed like Duncan or fucking whatever, right. like on the back of the mound. Like you mm-hmm. can superimpose something on the boards or on the fucking ice somewhere. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. do that. I don't give a shit. Yeah. If you're gonna right. take away like make less commercial time, I'm for it too. I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, put it right on the net when he scores. Sure. Like, flash fucking DoorDash right yeah. on the fucking Put net. a pair of tits up there. I don't yeah, care. Right. <laughs> <laughs> put DoorDash on that. Yeah. Uh, chirp number five, captain's practice was yesterday, September 12th. Uh, and also today, uh, no David Pasternak, uh, either yesterday or today. Uh, most of the guys were there. I haven't seen Taylor Hall yet, but I did see DeBrus showed up today along with somebody else, but no Pasternak. Jake DeBrus talked about Pasternak today. He was asked about him, and he said, yeah, we're, we're really good friends, but he's been icing me lately, uh, so maybe we're not great friends anymore. What's going on here? So I'm not going to lose my mind because it is the captain's practice has just started. They'll continue up until, you know, rookie camp or training camp or whatever. So mm-hmm. they, they go on for a while. That happens for a while. And like you said, not everybody's there yet. There's most of the teams there, which is good. Um, but still guys trickling in here and there. Um, until it's everyone except for him. Right. I, I'm not going to worry about it. Right. So that's, that's, how I'm, that's how I'm dealing with it at this point. I'm not going to make anything out of it until everybody else is there and he's the only one not there. Then I'm right. worried. Then I'm very worried. Do, do you think we're heading for a holdout? No, I don't think no. so. Is that what are the rules? Because I know in the NFL, there's rules about getting fined per holdout game, or whatever. What are there rules in the NHL about holding out? You get, I'm sure you get fined. Yeah, for a game, yeah. Right? I think you get fined. Yeah, yeah for for game I don't checks. know if it's game every game you yeah. miss or or whatever it is. I don't think yeah. you really see that in hockey. I think the person will they play usually. Um, but I mean, it, it could last into camp if, right. if, you know, there's, you know, still issues, still problems with, you know, the contract and, and the whole situation, you know, that could go into camp and like, it, like that'll worry me because you miss camp. Then you have, you know, you have a, te- those guys have a tendency to not have good years. They have a tendency to, to get like little nagging injuries cause they weren't there to, to get, you know, a groin all of a sudden and then that lingers and then like shit happens where if you're not there, you miss time. Like it ends up biting you in the ass and you never Mm -hmm. quite catch up. I feel like, so, uh, I would like them to, to, uh, come to an agreement here and sign them. Like Sweeney was like, Oh, there's no rush. You know, we're constantly in contact with David's camp and so forth. And like, we've talked about this before, like, some guys have changed teams and they've gotten deals done almost immediately. So right. I don't know what the fuck they're waiting for. Yeah. So 
uh, I, if I'm the Bruins, I have more of a sense of urgency than they're clearly showing right now. And it, and it kind of pisses me off. Like this is one of the cornerstones of your team. You know, it's McAvoy and Pasternak and Swayman and, you know, I guess Lindholm, um, but like those are the guys you need to build around. Like those are the guys who are going to march in. Those are the guys who are going to be here long term. So you can't let, and we've talked about this before, you can't let a 40 goal scorer walk away for nothing. You can't. No. So if you can't sign him, you have to trade him. You have to because you, you can't to. let him go for nothing. You can't right. let a 40 goal scorer walk away and get nothing in return. That's right. just asinine. So here's where you look like a douche if you're Don Sweeney. You get to the trade deadline, and you're like in first in the Atlantic. And Parsonark's not signed. And you really don't have much of an idea if he's going to sign or not. So then what do you do? Like, what do you do? Like, you pigeon yourself. Like, you're in a hole now. You backed yourself into a corner right. where you have the best team in the division. And things are going fairly well. You're playing well. You're healthy, what have you. And you're looking to maybe add a piece but you're not sure what to do with Pasternak because you're not sure he may, that he may go. So now you, now let's say you don't trade him. Now you get to the first round of the playoffs, you get bounced and now he doesn't sign Yeah, and you lose him. Like that's, that's why I think it's, is the later it gets the worse off you are because you can't trade him if you're in first place. No. I mean, what the, what the hell? Like you can't do that. So you're really in a dangerous spot. Now I think they have been aggressive. I think Pasternak's just not signing. I just think he's not signing right now, and I think he's trying to see what they have. I think there may be some truth in, to, in the uh, Don sweeney Pasternak thing where he may not be, like, mad at him or whatever, but he may not believe in him. Like, he may not believe in him and what they're doing. Like, he may not believe that he's the guy who can rebuild it or get more talent. So that could be a case, and I think I'm going to go back to what I said last episode. I think it's either he signs a, you know, a, a friendlyish McAvoy type deal if he knows that they're the direction of the team is going in a certain direction. Or he says, Show me the money if we're not going to be that good. So and I think that's that's the waiting period. He is rolling the dice some because if he blows an ACL, then he's in then he's in a little bit of trouble. Well then you know, he'd so probably he have to sign a team friendly. So right. Um so then then you yeah. sign a team friendly and Jesus like so I don't know. It's it's just it's just weird to me, and I know he's done this in the past where he, he waits. He's waited before. I just It's just really scary to me for them to, to have him sort of hanging in the air, and then if he doesn't show up to captain's practices and how invested is he, like you said, and, and now he's a 40-goal scorer. He's a goal scorer. So, you know, if, he's, it's his, if his head's not in it, he doesn't perform all that well, it's a distraction from like Jesus, it just doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way, and and I I honestly I can't blame him if he's if he's waiting to see how Sweeney's going to do or doesn't have right. faith in Sweeney because I don't have faith in Sweeney, so I don't I don't fucking blame him there because I don't think he's the one that can you know right the ship and and rebuild on the fly. I don't think he can do it either. Right. So, I mean, we'll see, but uh, you know if it's. If it's me and I'm the Bruins, I am I am trying my damnedest to get him to sign on the dotted line. And if I have to pay a little more, I have to pay it a little more. I mean, that's the yeah. cost of fucking business now. You know the cap's right. going to go up, so you know account for that. Uh, right. But you need to get your good players in the fold. In the fold, you win with talent in that league, just like every professional sports league. You win with talent, uh, so you need good players. And he's one of the yeah. best goal scorers in the league. 
and he's one of the best players on your team. So you need him. You need him. Yeah, I throw knowing that the cap's going up in a couple of years. I throw eight for eighty-eight at him. Sure, I do, I do because, like you said, especially in the in the position they're in, where they really don't have a ton of like talent going forward. McAvoy and Pat Parsonak should be the other guy. And if you have goal scorer, top defenseman, goalie, then you're in decent shape. Yep, like you know you can fill everything else in. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, chip number six. Jake Jabrusk didn't confirm nor deny that he rescinded trade requests. Because of the coaching change, which means he actually confirmed it. Yes, he did. <laughs> he 100% did. If, if he's not going to talk about it and be like, no, no, that wasn't the reason, then it clearly was the reason. Right. I mean, it is clearly the reason why the team players were so supportive of him and stood beside him because yeah. there were other guys who said the same thing. There were other guys who felt the same way. Clearly. So that's clearly what happened. Yeah, I mean, Krejci didn't want to play last year and wants to play this year. I wonder why that is. Yeah, you know, Bergeron wasn't sure. Right. You know, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about this before, but, you know, after a certain amount of time of coaches message in the NHL goes stale. And I think his message went stale and and the and the team kind of started to tune him out and and they needed some new blood and and and, you know, some new ideas and new energy in there. And, and now, you know, you're seeing Jay come back. He's crazy comes back. So, uh, you know, Bergeron comes back. So, um, you know, I think, you know, it, for the organization, I think that's a good thing. You know, you get some of these guys back, you get them happy, you know, maybe they produce a little bit more and, and see where you go from there. Yeah. It, you know, and I, and I like how candid Cassidy was, uh, you know, with, with the media, but there is a point of, Every time it, things went wrong, it was always like a player. Like there was a player, there's passengers, there's, it was never really, it's on us coaching, right. figure it out. Or it was always like a player and that gets weary. You know, that's, yeah. that's gets weary. Yeah. It's not, we got to coach the power play better. It's the, it's right. the people aren't executing. It's the, it's the people uh, aren't executing. Right. Right. We need to shoot the puck more. You know, we have passengers, we have, you know, it's just, so I think that gets, that gets a little weary too. Uh, all right. Chirp number seven. Bruins prospect camp starts up this week. They also go to the prospect challenge in Buffalo. Any guys you have your eyes on? Well, obviously Fabian Lysel is number one because he's their yes. best prospect. Because they're 170 <laughs> in the league. Yeah. Because all the rest of the guys are 200 or below. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. so I have obviously my eyes on Lysel. Uh, Victor Berglund's a young defenseman too who has a big shot, uh, who played pretty well in Providence last year, who I, I'd like to see. Uh, obviously, you have uh, Merkulov who came in towards the end of last year. Um so, you know, I'd like to see Lysel and Merkulov and, and, you know, maybe Jacob Lauko or somebody like that on the line. And uh, mm-hmm. Lauko had a really bad year last year in Providence. So maybe he can rebound and get some confidence back. But I'd like to see those guys. I'd like to, uh, Matthew Poitras, the, the first, the, their highest pick uh, this past year. I'd like to mm-hmm. see what he shows. Um, and uh, Brett Harrison, too, was a, a their, I think their top pick, but he was a second rounder last year. Mm. Um, and he's a little bit of a goal scorer. So I'd like to see if, uh, you know, if he can show anything. So mm. those are really kind of the main guys I'm looking at. You know, I'd like, I, I would like to see Johnny Beecher be one of the more dominant players mm. there. Um, you know, there's a couple of guys, James Hardy and, and Braden Sherman, who are, uh, guys who played, you know, amateur hockey and have scored a lot of goals. Yeah, and they've uh, they've brought them in as uh, 
you know, Lysel, obviously, I'd like to see him. I, 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 I saw that he may be on a line with Merkulov and Lauko. Lauko is the guy that when he was drafted, a lot of people thought, boy, this is a steal. Like, right. Lauko's pretty good. Yeah. And then he just plummeted. Like you said, last mm-hmm. year was a bad year. Yeah, had three goals um, in 56 games last year. Yeah, I mean, and that we've seen that song before. We've seen that the whole thing. Um, and I, I like I like uh, Berglund, too. I, I, I'd like to see something from him, too. And I really like the Frederick Brunet pick last year. I mean, just looking at some of the stats and some of the, yeah. you know, playing the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and um, – seem to be a pretty good defenseman for them. And usually if you're pretty good in, you know, Quebec league, you're, you know, you you have a chance to be decent mm-hmm. in the league. So I, I like him. Um, I don't think either of the goalies are ever going to really amount to anything who knows, but maybe not. Um, but I, I do. Um, and then J- JD Greenway is moving to forward. He was a defenseman. Yeah. He's a big guy, physical, um, but again, I'm looking at these guys on this, on this prospect list and I'm like, you know, Curtis Hall, like how, how many years are we going to run Curtis Hall out there? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like that there's, there's just not a Grant Gabriel, you know, there's just not a lot there like no. of guys that you really look at and say, okay, he's a, he's a can't miss. Right. And, uh, Joey Abate, <laughs> I don't know who that is. And, uh, you know, so I, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see what they have and. Um, they may need a guy like a Mike Callahan this year. Yeah. You know, they may need some guys to step in for 10 games and do something. So hopefully, but I'd really like to see Beecher. I mean, I've heard mixed reviews about him. Like, yeah, he's, you know, he's a great skater and he's got a pretty good shot and, you know, plays hard and all this, but doesn't really finish and doesn't, you know, and this, that, and the other thing, but maybe he's a guy who, who performs pretty well in the league because of his size and speed. I don't, I don't know. So, I'd like to see him at least get a, a solid bottom six role yeah. uh, that you can put him down there for a couple of years and just play, play in that bottom six. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but that prospect challenge happens. Uh, three games will be played um, six teams. Now it's expanded. Oh, okay. Um, so that's, um, that'll be something to keep an eye on for some of these hot prospects that the Bruins have, according to the athletic, uh, at 170 Lysel. I wonder where like Ryan mast is. Is he at like, you know, 648, 770. Where, where's Luke Toporowski? Where, where is he? 1,770. I don't even know. He's probably going to line like NA, like not available. 17,770. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at this list and I'm like, okay, who is going to play for the Bruins one time yeah. ever? Like one time. Yeah. And I think Poitras probably will. Poitras will. Uh, try like hell. Yeah. Harrison uh, will, I think. Harrison will uh, probably. Um, Lalko, well, Lalko has. Uh, Beecher will. Beecher will get a game. Beecher will. Um, uh, maybe maybe Berglund. Berglund. Berglund was a low pick. Yeah, Berglund will get a game, I think. Climbing. I feel like he will. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean. McLaughlin has. There's McLaughlin, some of those yeah. guys have. Um, yeah. So Merkulov, I think will. Um, yeah. So eh, they'll get a game, but like that's not really what you're looking for. <laughs> uh, Lowry is not on the list. Well, because he went back to Ohio State. So yeah, yeah, and he's and I, injured. Yeah, and he's, he's injured. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that now I see. Like now you see it. Like you see, like boy, that's your prospects. Like that's it, right there. Right. right. Jesus. Yeah. Like, there's just not a lot there. No, no, there not, really not isn't. Lot, not, not, not a lot there at all. Um, 
So great. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll see. At least there's some Bruins hockey coming up. Uh, the first preseason game, September 24th at Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have a, next week we'll have to do a, a season preview, give our predictions. Mm-hmm. Last year I hit on one. You would have hit on the other if Marchand didn't get hurt and suspended you know, three or four times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. He, I think the rest of the league hates him too much to to put him into that conversation. I really yeah. do. So we'll have to come up with a really good prediction mm-hmm. uh, coming up. All right. So go to InsideTheRink.com for Bruins Benders right. merchandise. Follow us at Bruins Benders on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Download the Inside the Rink app. You get all sorts of. Great uh, hockey insights on there from all teams around the league. Uh, and we will be back at it uh, sometime before the preseason opener against Philadelphia on September 24th. We appreciate everyone listening and have a great week. Go Bruins. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.